Welcome to Kingdom Leadership. In Matthew 20 and 25, Jesus called his disciples together and said, You know that the rulers of the Gentile lord over them, and their great men exercise authority over them. It is not that way among you, but whosoever wishes to become great among you shall be your servant. God has called us to lead in a way that serves others and advances the kingdom of God. Please join our hosts as they discuss scriptures, principles, and strategies for leading in a way that brings glory to God and blesses you and those you serve. You may also visit us online at IamAKingdomLeader.com to submit your questions or access past episodes. Let's go. Kingdom Leaders. This is Arlene Green, and I'm thrilled you've joined us because we have another special episode today. We have all of our hosts, so myself, Karen Abram, and Charles Brazil are all here to talk about a topic that I'm sure has impacted all of us, if not most of us, which is stress, worry, and anxiety. Stress, worry, and anxiety. So, Charles, Karen, how are you all today? I'm victorious. All right. I'm really good. I'm good. Doing very well. Very well. Okay. Not stressed, worried, or full of anxiety at this moment. Okay. That's a good thing. That's a good thing. So, you know, we really want to talk about today, what are some of the causes of the worry and anxiety that we feel? What does the Bible say about worry and anxiety? And then most importantly, what can we do to overcome it or to move past it? Um, or to deal with it in our life. So I wanted to start with just a couple of definitions. And the first one is to worry. And so I pulled up the Oxford definition. And one definition of worry is to allow one's mind to dwell on difficulty or troubles. Hmm. And I thought was what was interesting about that was allow one's mind. So it's mm-hmm. almost a choice, mm-hmm. you know, to mm-hmm. allow one's mind to mm-hmm. dwell, kind of keep on these difficulty or troubles. And I looked at the origin of the word, so both in English and in German, and they said the origin of the word is to strangle (laughs) or to uh, seize by the throat, almost this kind of imagery of losing air. You know, sometimes when you're really anxious, you feel like you almost can't Mm -hmm. breathe. Um, And so that's what they talk about with worry. Another definition of worry was to touch or disturb something repeatedly. And I thought about yeah. it kind of like a wound. Yes. You know, when you have a wound that's open, if you keep messing with it. Mm-hmm. Keep um, scratching the scab. Exactly. <laughs> it keeps getting worse and worse. So that was the definition of worry. And then a definition of stress was mental distress resulting from concern, usually for something that is impending or anticipated. So something that you think Uh, or may be coming in the future. Mm -hmm. So the two aspects I took from all those definitions was one, it's about dwelling on difficulties or things that are unpleasant, Mm -hmm. like letting our minds stay on it, dwell on it, rethink it, relive it. And then second, there's this aspect of being distressed about things that we think are coming Mm -hmm. in the future, things we are anticipating. Um, So something, there's a concern about the future. So those two things seem to be common across a lot of the definitions. And I'm sure a lot of us have felt that before. I certainly have in terms of concern about, you know, what's coming in the future. So my first question to both of you all is, and the question I was asking myself as well, do you think it's possible to live a life without stress and worry? Can we as believers or as people, even maybe someone not a believer, can you live a life without stress and worry? 
I think you can. I think the answer is yes, it's possible, difficult, but it's possible, <coughs> right? Mm-hmm. It, it's difficult. Um, I believe to, to begin living a life free of stress, worry, and anxiety, uh, we have to really focus and recognize that it's real. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have to identify the source in our life, and then we have to have a plan to prevent stress, worry, and anxiety from controlling our lives, like you were talking about. You know, the fact about it being real, research shows that about 50 million people, 50 million Americans a year, feel the effects of panic attacks, phobias, and anxiety disorders. Mm. And with that, what I thought was interesting, it said anxiety disorders in the U.S. are the number one mental health problem among women Mm. and are only number two to alcohol and drug abuse for men. Mm. Yeah. So it's serious. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's serious. You know, and I, I don't know, Charles, I'm, I'm going to disagree with you a little bit, only because you kind of mentioned that, you know, it's difficult. Mm-hmm. So in my opinion, I think that, you know, stress, you, you can't live a life without stress, but it's a matter of how you control it. Because okay. stress is going to be there, you know, as the way that you defined it in terms of, you know, situations in life that impact us. And, you know, some of the things that I know that cause stress with some people are death, you know, because Mm -hmm. that causes worry Mm -hmm. about the future and, you know, Mm -hmm. or just missing of that loved one, divorce, you know, Mm -hmm. um, job loss, finances. These are real life situations that people face. Mm -hmm. And yeah, that initial reaction probably is stressful, Mm -hmm. you know, I mean, you, you, you feel that stress in it, but if you've, you know, learned how to control it and how to, you know, whether it's redirect it or manage it within yourself, um, I think that's, that makes it easier for you. Mm-hmm. But it's there. Mm-hmm. I mean, to me, stress is there. Mm-hmm. And I think we're saying the same thing. Yeah. Because it is there and you're absolutely right. It's how we respond or react right. to it. Yeah. So to your point earlier, Arlene, in the definition um, the, the stranglehold, uh, what I was thinking about is we have to be air traffic controllers of our own mental airport. Mm-hmm. So stress mm-hmm. comes in, mm-hmm. but we have to <laughs> occupy the control tower. Yeah. And are we going to let stress land? Mm-hmm. Are we going to divert the stress to yeah. go someplace else? Right. So that's a good analogy. Situations, yeah. you're absolutely yeah. right, Karen. Situations are going to happen in our lives, but how do we respond to them that's right you know that's That's when i think the stress levels increase as our perception of control diminishes Mm -hmm. that's good that's good yeah I like that. I, I love disagreement, by the way. <laughs> so I was like, oh, we're going to get into it. <laughs> but we actually did. But, uh, we resolved it. We, we, we resolved got it. it already, unfortunately. We're not stressing about that one. <laughs> unfortunately. But anyway, I, but what you all said is, is kind of where I was. Like, I actually wrote down, I didn't actually make a decision. I said my answer is kind of no and yes, because I don't think you can live a life without, to your point, moments of stress, the incoming things that mm-hmm. come in. Mm-hmm. But I do think, yes, you can live a life without having a life of stress, right. meaning like you are just controlled. To your point, the mm-hmm. stress is controlling you mm-hmm. as opposed to you being able to navigate, manage it, kind of this uh, air traffic control. I like that analogy. So that's kind of where I was too. Like it's going to come, mm-hmm. but you don't have to let it control your life. Right. You know, live a whole life full of worry and stress. I don't. God doesn't want us to do that for that's sure. Right. 
Right. Um, and one of the things I thought about with that was just that, you know, even Jesus, and I was looking at right before he was going to be crucified, mm-hmm. and he was praying in the garden, and it Rockets talked about, yeah, it talked about, and it talked about he began to be sorrowful and troubled. Mm-hmm. Um, my soul was very sorrowful even to death. And and he went back to pray three times after that. So that told mm-hmm. me that mm-hmm. in that moment, I don't know if I would use the word worry because the Bible doesn't use that, but he was at least troubled. And to your mm-hmm. point, the, the stress came in, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but then what did he do about it? Well, he right. went to pray about it three right. times. But the fact that he even did that three times shows that there was a level of, troubledness mm-hmm. if nothing else so in my mind like well jesus got stressed about more <laughs> <laughs> time then i think it's probably likely that we all will be too yeah. you know mm-hmm. um because i think if we go back and try to recognize the source of our stress so mm-hmm. uh, the the big four d's you know death um divorce, uh, divorce yeah. um there's this four of them it's death divorce uh, disease and and just difficulties in life. So yeah. those things are going to happen. Yeah. Yet, how do we control them, or is it that my stress is caused by me and what I perceive to be issues that really aren't issues? Mm-hmm. Like, is it just normal change that happens in life, mm-hmm. and I don't like change? Is it that I'm focused on the what ifs in life? Mm-hmm. Am I stressed because? I'm comparing myself to other people. Mm-hmm. So what's really the cause of my stress? Mm-hmm. Is it something that I bring upon myself? Or is it something that's thrust upon me by the external forces? Mm-hmm. Yeah, because it can be either, for sure. Yes. It can be things we make up in our own mind. Mm-hmm. Or it can be literally an external event, to your point, right. that comes in. What like, That was one of the questions. Like, what do you think are some causes of stress? Like, what are some things that... Karen, you think about as causes of stress and worry or have been causes for you? I know for me personally, I mean, I think I've definitely improved in this area, but procrastination Mm. can cause stress because you talked about things that would happen in the future, right? Yeah. So, you know, as you're planning and or should be planning to do Mm -hmm. certain things, but you don't, you know, Mm -hmm. and then that time hits you and something is due or something's there (laughs) that's causing some stress now because i've got a deadline sitting in front of me you know but you know managing through that it was like no we need to plan and plan and over plan in order to prevent you know that reaction at the end you know Mm -hmm. so i think procrastination causes stress i think um that just reminded me of school yeah. <laughs> yeah, everyone who's a student too. right now in school, I yeah. think it's so Get easy it done. to kind of let those things creep right. up on you. They're trying to do an eight-page paper the night before. Yeah, I've been yeah. there. <laughs> and then just timeliness, you know. Uh, I'm a be-on-time person, you mm-hmm. know. And if I feel like I'm not going to be on time, it stresses me out. Yeah. I mean, the, just a, to, a little bit, you mm-hmm. know, it really does. And um, that's still to this day, yeah. you know, because I just like to be on time. And do you think of both of those, to Charles' point, do you think of those as inside things, like things you're doing to yourself, or do you think of those as outside? Um, I think it's more inside. Mm-hmm. You know, there's no external forces controlling my planning, and there's mm-hmm. no external forces controlling my time for me to be somewhere. Right. Well, maybe mm-hmm. one external force. But. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but not in general. Not in general. <laughs> I'm chill. Yeah. Not getting any of my intro on the show. 
But no, yeah, I mean, those are things that are within my control, mm-hmm. you know, so I think it's more internal. Yeah, I can see that, just the expectations that we have of mm-hmm. ourselves. On ourselves, mm-hmm. exactly. Yeah. I think for me, you know, obviously the big D's of life, um, uh, haven't had a, had a divorce. Mm-hmm. We don't fought and talked about, but that's neither here nor there. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, but one of the big things for me was like unresolved regret was a huge anxiety and stressor in my life. I mean, it just things that I felt I should have done, didn't do, or um, relationships, you know, parental relationships, just those things weighed heavily, heavily on me. And then I had to grow spiritually and some friends kind of guided me that kind of changed my perspective a little bit. And it helped me see that the life and Satan brings events in my space to worry about. Mm-hmm. But then as I began to grow, John sixteen thirty three really stood out. And I understood that scripture about when Jesus tells the disciples, you will have troubles in life. Mm-hmm. There is no if, ands, and buts about it. Life will happen. Mm-hmm. But how are we going to respond to it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's a, that's a reality I guess all of us have to come to. I remember being with a friend and... She was just in a really difficult place, and she was like, I just have been praying for God to give me a good day. And it's like, and I want that. I want that for all of us. I say it to people all the time, have a great day. I mean, that's what I want. But to your point, like that God doesn't promise us a life without trouble. Like he doesn't promise us every day is a, what we might think of as a great right. day. So this kind of realization that there are going to be troubles they're coming in to use your air traffic. <laughs> if it's not here, it may be on the way. Right, and right. so we have to have kind of strategies and plans on how to deal with it. Mm-hmm. I think that's really important. But, you know, with that waking up saying, God, give me a great day. When I wake up, am I saying it's going to be a great day? Mm-hmm. Or am I saying it's going to be a crappy day? Whatever I put out, that's probably that's what, what I'm going to get right. back. That's right. <laughs> right, yeah. So maybe God gave you a great day, but you just thought it was a crappy day. Right, exactly. And, and perspective. Still, yeah. yeah, and it still could be a great day no matter what's being thrown at you. Right. And again, it's all in the matter of how you respond to that or how you manage those things mm-hmm. that are coming at you. Yeah. You know, you can, yeah, you can fly off the handle or get upset or get stressed out about it or you can manage it appropriately mm-hmm. I mean some things are just you know some maybe maybe just walk away for a minute mm-hmm. you know and take a breath mm-hmm. you know sometimes feeding the brain with oxygen right. you know clears right. the mind and you know provides a clearer path in terms of ways to go back and respond differently mm-hmm. you know so there's a lot of things that we can do to manage it within ourselves yeah to ensure we have a great day yeah yeah mm-hmm. you know I think if I could I think about right now our family um, when I was thinking about this question, our family is dealing with uh, this disease issue of cancer. Mm. And, and a lot of times um, when people see problems of the world, they just kind of wring their hands with it. But as Christians, when we see problems of the world, we should bend our knees. Mm. And that is exactly what I think my cousin has done as she has been in this battle. Her perspective and her mentality around what she's facing has been about, I'm going to be healed or I'm going to be healed. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And she has put all of her faith in God. And as a family, we've come together and every morning we are collectively praying and we're sending prayers to one another. It has really increased all of our faith 
and an awareness of God's word and his faith um, to do what his word says that he will do. So if anyone has a reason to have a bad day, I think it would be someone that's fighting stage four cancer. Mm -hmm. She's not had a bad day, not one time. Mm. It's wow. wonderful. Not once. And that's been a choice. Mm -hmm. There hadn't been things to pop up. Mm -hmm. However, her choice has been, I'm not dealing with that. I'm not putting that negativity in my mind and allowing it to impact the cells of my body. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, that's a great example of like mm -hmm. just a way of how you can manage it. You know, how do you manage the stresses that you have? Just the choice you make about how you're going to respond to it. Right. That's a and having mm, faith. Yeah. That's the best way to manage it altogether. Yeah. <laughs> um. So. I was looking, you all mentioned most of it, but I was looking at stuff that talked about the kind of top five things people worry about, and I asked a question on my Facebook page, too, just to see what people said, and so a lot of things they said are in this list. They talked about what things you've mentioned, so health or the health of a loved one is kind of one of the top five, money in the future, um, and I thought it was interesting, it actually has nothing to do with how much you have. So mm -hmm. it's not it that really people who have the least worry the most. Mm -hmm. It's not that case. Oftentimes people in, in countries that have the most worry the most. But it's this concern about money in the future. Job security, whether it's performance reviews, layoffs, getting fired, just kind of overall job security. Uh, one was relationships. You know, single, worrying about finding a relationship. Married, worried about keeping a relationship. <laughs> We're all worried about relationships. And then this just kind of diet, energy level, mm -hmm. physique, appearance, kind of these worries about that. And um, I remember we were in Bible study one time, and Minister Debbie, who you all know, asked a question about how many of our worries, how much of our worry is about the things God worries about? Like, have anything to do with God? Mm -hmm. I was like, oh, Lord. <laughs> I started thinking about the things I'm worried about. And I was like, well, that's really interesting. Meaning that just a lot of what we worry about are not... Worldly worries. They're worldly things, yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean... Worldly worries. Yeah. Um, so there's probably a lot we can do to overcome some of these things we're worried about. Some things we probably shouldn't even be disturbing in our mind so often. So what are what are some of the strategies you all have for dealing with stress, worry, anxiety, um, overcoming it? What are some things that you've done or you think would help? Well, going back to the having a great day, I mean, personally for me, I start my day off, of course, with meditation and prayer, you know, and reading some scriptures. You know, I try to fill my mind with things that are going to be positive, mm -hmm. you know, or that are positive, that's going to lead me into having a more positive day. And even in, in my drive to work, you know, you know, I love music, so uh, the gospel music and the words and things like that uplift me, mm -hmm. you know, to put my mind in a positive mindset so that those things that come at me or try to distract me from being positive or try to stress me out, they don't. Mm -hmm. Because I put my shield up first thing in the morning. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I put I my shield that. up first thing in the morning. And I had, I had to travel last week to California. And I had some of my staff laughing because when I travel, you know, I just sit out of the cubicles with everyone. And I have to kind of like crawl under the desk and plug my laptop in, you know. And I tell them, I say, y'all, just to let you know, as I'm going under this desk, I'm praying for this building right now. You know? Yes, yeah, <laughs> you know? why not? While you're on your knees. You know, so I mean, positivity is a big thing for me, you know, and making sure that I start my day off with things that are going to motivate me and inspire me mm -hmm. and keep me uplifted throughout the day so that I can 
go to battle mm-hmm. if I need to with, with the things that try to worry me or stress me out. Mm-hmm. I agree. <clears throat> you know, I, I start out with my morning devotional. I get up real early, do my devotional even before trying to work out. And I think it's all about thought management. Um, I, can't, I can choose what I think about. I can't choose what pops into my mind, but I can choose how long it stays there or if I let it linger there, so that air traffic control uh, analogy. Um, but I have to deny negative thoughts permission to remain in my mind. I have to kick them out. Mm-hmm. I just have to. And I like Proverbs 4.23 of the New Century Version where it says, be careful what you think because your thoughts run your life. Mm-hmm. Be careful what mm-hmm. you think yeah. because your thoughts run your life. That's mm-hmm. so true. And, you know, as I sense stress and anxiety welling up inside of me, I have to have a conversation with self where I cast those out and just give them to Christ. That's been the spiritual growth that I've done mm-hmm. where I know this is an issue. All right, God, I got to give this to you. And that causes me to do more prayer and meditation and then I go back to what God's word says about something. And it's like, well, God, you said you will walk with me through the waters. God, you said you would lead me through the valley. Mm-hmm. God, you said you would never leave or forsake me. Mm-hmm. So I go back to his word, to your point, Karen. I have to have read something before so that I have word to go right. back to. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like what, you, what you're both talking about. I, when you said that, I thought about a scripture I'd written down, which was around Philippians 4, 6. Mm-hmm. Finally, brethren, whatever yes. is true, yeah. whatever is honorable, whatever is right, whatever is pure, lovely, whatever is of good report, mm-hmm. you know, if anything things. is excellent mm-hmm. or worthy of praise, dwell on, think on these things. Mm-hmm. And I think that's been, I think that's been my biggest growth point too, which is recognizing how much I can control my thoughts. I don't know if I knew that early on. Um, I remember a couple times, like I remember one incident when I was working somewhere and. We were launching this big project the next day, and I was in charge of it, and something wasn't going right. And I realized it was like 5 or 6 o'clock that evening, and I started freaking out. I called the guy who was over it who wasn't my manager, and he didn't pick up. And I just, I almost went into panic mode, you know, and you can take one thought and go from that thought to, you know, oh, goodness, I'm going to get fired. Every, I mean, I just had a whole story. And so I'm, I must have called that man all night like <laughs> I stayed up all, I know I must have called that man 10 or 12 I kept calling him so I'm like, I gotta let him know oh my gosh I gotta let him know and I stayed up the whole night um that next morning I got in super early and um he had never called me back and he walked into his normal time about 9 9 15 uh-huh. like stopped by my cube and was like oh hey yeah it's all right we'll we'll launch it later I was like, oh. <laughs> he didn't even mention the 20 calls or whatever I left him. He didn't, he didn't mention any panic. of it. Total panic. And I was like, oh, my gosh, I just wasted all this time. All energy. Yeah, and not only like that, now I'm looking crazy to, to other people. For, a stalker. Right, a stalker. stalker. <laughs> I this man all night about a project that he don't even care about. I just was like, wow. I mean, and that just, I think that was such a turning point. That I was like, I'm, I'm just not doing that anymore. And so I started really doing what you're talking about, casting out and just not allowing myself to dwell on it. And so it's rare I dwell on something all night anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, it might be an hour or two, you know, sometimes like I, but I just don't, I don't get that same pit in my stomach for like all night mm-hmm. like I used to do because I recognize you actually can. Mm-hmm. think on these things. You can choose to think on the positive things, which I think that was my biggest growth too. 
But yeah. I had to learn that once I cast it, yeah, don't take it back. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because I've had in my life when I cast something to Christ, yeah, it bounces back like a rubber ball, <laughs> and I have to keep throwing it, yes. and it keeps bouncing uh-huh. back, yeah. and I don't get no sleep. Uh-huh. Yeah. So I had to learn that when I cast it, leave it there. Mm-hmm. Don't take it back. Yeah. yeah. And then Philippians 4, 6 and 7 in another version says, Do not be anxious about anything, but mm-hmm. in everything, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your request to God. And the peace of God, will trans- which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds mm-hmm. in Christ Jesus. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So give it to him. Mm-hmm. You know? He asks you to. Right. Exactly. And that <laughs> gives you something you to. to do with the word. Instead yeah. of worrying. Yeah. Pray instead. Exactly. You know, gives you something to do with that energy. You know what? I'm glad you brought that scripture up because that's one of my favorite. Mm-hmm. And in Max Lucado's book called uh, Anxious for Nothing, he takes that scripture and he has broken it down to the word calm, C-A-L-M. And he says it stands for celebrate, ask, leave, and meditate. And he said, in those five verses, there are four admonitions that lead to one wonderful promise. The peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your heart. Celebrate God's goodness, so rejoice the Lord. Mm -hmm. Ask God for help, that your request be known. Mm -hmm. Leave your concerns with God with thanksgiving, and then meditate on good things. So think on these things. Mm When I read that, I was like, okay, I just need to remain calm. I can use some calm in my life. (laughs) Yes, I can't we all. Yes, I love that. Um, So, I was trying to think of if there, are there any other strategy? One other strategy I had around just managing stress was around just remembering who I am and and who I'm not a little bit. So, one, who I am is I'm a child of the king. And so, I'll do Mm -hmm. like what you were saying is celebrate God remind myself of who he is he's lord of lords you know he's ancient of days like Mm -hmm. what do i have to worry about and at the same time i remind myself that he's the shepherd and i'm the sheep and i was thinking about the sheep as an analogy you know god could have used anything to describe us like i was like we could have been lions and like he was king of the pride or something or we could have been wolves and he was leader of the pack Uh but i was like he described us as sheep and like when i think about sheep Unsmart animals. <laughs> I mean, I think I was like, yeah. I mean, like, cute, you know, they're kind of fuzzy, they're good followers, you know what I mean? They're, they're like, I mean, they're just not, I just have to remind myself that I can do not things through Christ. Yeah, right, not right, aggressive. Not aggressive. They, they almost can't protect themselves at all. So I was looking up just facts on sheep when I thought about this. And one is like, if they, if you flip them over on their back, they can't even flip themselves over. I was like, and so God called us sheep, right? And so I'm like, you know, part of it is taking off too much expectation of yourself. Mm -hmm. Um, Not thinking that you're going to do it by yourself. No, no, I'm going to do it because God's the shepherd. Mm -hmm. You know, because Jesus is my shepherd. If I follow him, really, that's all I have to focus on is following him, doing what he says, um, he's going to cast my cares on him. Mm-hmm. You know, so a little bit, I think sometimes I try to take on too much, try to do it too much myself, put too much weight on myself, when actually if I'm a sheep, really it's about following mm-hmm. and cast, letting the shepherd take care of me, which is a lot easier than trying to take care of yourself. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's a little bit about resisting this kind of too much focus on self. 
as well. Yeah. You know, when you, when you ask your Facebook group about uh, stressors, when they were talking about money and jobs and, mm -hmm. and relationships and all of those kinds of things, those are things that we are putting our trust in something other than God. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And when I became an entrepreneur, and you don't have that regular 15th and 30th that you put your trust in, <laughs> yeah. now you truly have to put your trust in God uh -huh. as your source yeah. and not that paycheck or that company. Mm -hmm. If I believe if we ever truly understand who God is, and to your point, Arlene, who we are in Christ mm -hmm. and that he is our source, mm -hmm. a lot of our stresses and anxieties will go away mm -hmm. because when life happens it's like okay God I know you have a plan because you have a plan for me right mm -hmm. and your plan for me is not going to be stopped as long as I am asking and seeking and knocking and seeking you first mm -hmm. so it's going to happen I don't see it right now but yeah. it's going to happen yeah I just keep waiting with mm -hmm. expectation and in faith mm -hmm. Yeah, that's right. Because he says, don't worry about all those things we worry about. Mm -hmm. Clothes and what we yeah. eat and what we drink. To your point, all the worldly things. Because so. birds don't. Right. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> birds do. That's exactly what he said. So. And in Psalms 46.10, he says, be still and know that I am God. Mm -hmm. I will be exalted among the nations. I will be exalted in the earth. You know, he just wants us to just sit and be still and just wait on him. Mm -hmm. He's yeah. going to deliver. Mm -hmm. And that's such more, even you saying that just feels peaceful. Yeah. Like that's one of the things I'll say at night sometimes is be still and know that I am God. And just say, you know, be still and know that I am God. Then I'll say, be still and know. Yeah. Be still. Be, be still. Be. You know, just be, Arlene. <laughs> just break it down. Just yeah. Be. Just I mean, be. you know, and that's like be. sometimes I'll just say that to myself in trying in calming myself or before I go to bed, like as a meditation, because mm -hmm. there's a lot of peace in that, you know, mm -hmm. in being still. And then I thought about this, you know, so we're all parents. Mm -hmm. And when our children get anxious, get worried about something, and they come to us, what do we do? We tell them everything is gonna be all right mm -hmm. because we make everything all right for them. Mm -hmm. What would our Father God do when we go to Him? He's yeah. going to make it all right for us. You're right. You're right. He's going to make it all right for us. So then, um, just popcorn style, what are your, what's one of your favorite scriptures related to stress, worry, anxiety? Like, what's one you might go to more often than, than another? You know, Charles mentioned some phrases from one of my favorites that I learned, like, when I was young. I don't know. I think it was a song that somebody sang at one point, just sang the words. But Psalms 20, 23, mm -hmm. the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. I mean, I know that whole verse. I can sing it, too. But no, but when you listen to or just hear the words that he's saying, he leads me beside the still waters. I mean, just mm -hmm. think about that. And it's just so calming, right? Mm -hmm. You know, he restoreth my soul. So even the fact of when, you know, I may let something, you know, stress me out, but he's going to restore me. I mean, those words are just so touching. It just, it's calming for me. It's peaceful. Mm -hmm. You know, I see myself walking through the garden and, you know, mm -hmm. I used to visualize that when I was younger, just saying mm -hmm. that verse. Mm -hmm. But Psalms 23 is one of the, the best ones for me. Mm -hmm. I love that verse. As I begin to grow and think about, uh, you know, thought management, Second uh, Corinthians 10 and 5, we capture every thought and make it give up and obey Christ. Mm. So I get the opportunity 
to allow something to stay in my mind or not stay mm-hmm. in my mind. The air traffic controller. Yeah. So things come in, but I have to capture them and get them out. Mm-hmm. That's, that's what helps me because then I can choose what I'm going to meditate on. And there are times that I'm like, okay, God, this is more difficult than I thought. I need your help. So I turn on Pandora and all of the spiritual songs. I go read, do something to fill my mind, to push out that nonsense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. One of mine is um, Isaiah 41 and 10, which I go back to quite a bit. It says, do not fear, for I am with you. Do not anxiously look about you, for I am your God. I will strengthen you. Surely I will help you. Surely I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. So I often remind myself, what am I fearful of? He, I'm in relationship with him. Mm-hmm. You know, he's promised to help me with his righteous right hand. What, what more could I need? Like, what, where is this worry coming from? And so I'll remind myself of that as a way to calm myself and kind of get my, it's almost getting your perspective back. You right. know, getting your perspective right. back on this problem and how small this is compared to um, just who God is and what he can do and that he's looking out for you. So I use that one a lot as well, along with Psalm 23. Mm-hmm. I had that one written down too. I mm-hmm. love Psalm 23. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. Mm-hmm. So so um, I guess if you were looking back, last kind of big question, if you were looking back on stress and worries that you've had in your life, um, what would you tell yourself now? Like what would you, looking back on some of the things you stressed yourself out or worried, like I said, I'd look back <laughs> on that night I spent up stalking that that guy at my job, what would you tell yourself now? Was it really that serious? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. exactly. Was it really that serious? No, but yes. I think, um, you know, definitely I would tell myself to put things in perspective, you know, mm-hmm. because again, look at the, the, as you talked about earlier, a lot of things that we worry or stress ourselves about are the worldly things, mm-hmm. you know, so... You need to put that into perspective and really let God in. You know, we've talked about a lot of things in here today about letting him in your heart, letting him in your mind, making sure that he is the front, the, the focus of your day. Mm-hmm. And by doing that, um, it puts things better in perspective that he's number one yeah. and he always will be number one. And he's going to lead and guide you in the, in the direction that you need to go. There's so many of them, but I think, to Karen's point, was it really that serious? And when I think back over even the regret that I held on to for so long, it didn't add one thing to my life. It didn't take away one thing from my life other than wasted years of frustration for no apparent reason. So... For me, I would tell my younger self, just trust God. Get in a habit of trusting God. Look at my situation or my circumstance from God's lenses. Mm -hmm. And if I do that, then I'll see it's an issue or circumstance in the world, but in the glory of God, it's nothing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. I was looking at Luke 12, 25, and it says, Who of you, by worrying, can add a single hour to your life? (laughs) Since you cannot do this very little thing, why do you worry about the rest? Kind of before he goes into the description of the the flowers and, you know, they're not worried, so why are you? And so I I sometimes remind myself of that as well. It's like, what's the 
what's the value in this? Like, why, why am I giving this so much energy? Because um, that's the same thing I would say. I would look back and say, it's just not worth it. Like, mm-hmm. you're spending energy on something that's just so unnecessary. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I'm thankful that I do feel like at this stage of my life, I worry a lot less than I used to. Like, I can see the growth. I, I haven't stalked anybody in a long time. <laughs> Kelvin might say different. But in general, I really don't stalk anybody like I used to. But seriously, I just, I can see the growth and the change. And um, I'm just so thankful for that. That is, you know, my, one of my jobs, we used to always remind each other, you know, stress can kill you. Mm-hmm. It can. Yeah. It really It can. takes a physical toll. It takes it really a does. physical toll on you, on those you love, yeah. you know, um, on the relationships you have. Yeah. So it really, it can, it doesn't add anything to your point and it can take away a lot. And yes, so it's good. just, it's not worth it. Same thing I said. There's, there's a book, uh, it's called The Miracle of Water. Mm-hmm. And, and I can't remember the, uh, the Japanese author's name, but it talks about the energy and words and its effect on water. Mm-hmm. And if it can have effects on water, to Karen's point, it affects our bodies. You know, the things that we think, our cells and our bodies eavesdrop on the things that we think. Mm-hmm. So the more negative I think, the more negative my organs begin to feel, and it, it creates damage in my organs. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. And even from, even if you can't, at least, you know, as you work on you know, renewing your mind to be able to not let things control you and let you control them, there's still aspects that you can continue to work on your body, you know, eating Mm -hmm. more healthy, you know, exercising, Mm -hmm. you know, relaxation and breathing techniques. I mean, Mm -hmm. those at least help to alleviate, you know, some of the stress, you know, if you still haven't learned how to control it mentally. Mm Because, again, that's where it all starts in terms of your perception. Right. So... Right. And those can be good distractions. That was one of the strategies I didn't mention earlier. But one thing you can do to dwell on good things is to do good things. Like mm-hmm. spend time with friends you love. Spend time with your family. Enjoy your hobbies. Mm-hmm. I mean, enjoy your life. Like part of it is, part of dwelling on good things, putting your mind on it sometimes, is doing good things. Like investing yourself in things that are, um, we you know, we say of far sometimes you can you can still have a good time. You can be holy and still have a good time. <laughs> you can be a Christian and still have fun. You know, sometimes we make it so serious, but part of it is about also just um, putting good things into your life as well so you have good things to dwell on mm-hmm. as well. We always have the goodness of God we can dwell on, yeah. um, but he gives us a lot of blessings as well that right. we can right. um, fully enjoy mm-hmm. like he wants us to. Mm-hmm. So I think another thing that we, we can do, I know from a, from a male perspective, it's always been a difficult thing is to have brothers that you can open up and share things with. Mm-hmm. Because Satan wants us to be isolated. Yeah. He wants to keep us by ourselves yep. and let us know or make us think, I'm the only Everybody one going yourself. through this. Mm-hmm. Nobody else will ever understand. I can't tell anybody. Yeah. They're ashamed. But when we can open up and share with other people, other Christians, other like-minded individuals, we find out that what I'm dealing with really ain't that serious. Because yeah. mm-hmm. you've already right. overcome yeah. it, Arlene, and you're yeah. going to say, well, Charles, this is how you deal with that. Or, yeah. Karen, yeah. you say, man, come on. Here, do this, 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 and this, and that's done. Right, yes. Yeah, we created a phrase at our last small group meeting that we just had in February, you know, in, in uh, similar to what you were just talking about, is that remember that 
you are not the pioneer of this because <laughs> <laughs> right. uh-huh. yeah. that's our that's new it. phrase. You are not the pioneer. Other people have gone through this, right. you know, right. so yeah. you need to learn how to open up and share, you know, so that you can get that feedback or that knowledge or advice from others as yeah. well who have gone through it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cause something, cause when you experience it for the first time, it can feel like, it feels like the pioneer to you. You yeah. know, it feels yeah. like you're the only one who's done it. But to your point, yeah. after you open up, there are so many people who can help you with, I mean, loss, things that are very difficult, mm-hmm. the most difficult things in life. Sharing mm-hmm. with other people, they can really help your perspective and help you yeah. move through. And remember, God puts people in your life for that specific purpose, too. Yeah. Man, mm-hmm. Yes, he does. Yeah, and they can't be of value if we're not open with at least some of those people, mm-hmm. so... Oh, I'm thankful to have you two to open up to. <laughs> Likewise. I'm Likewise. Here. Yeah, I'm so thankful. So uh, I know we're at the end of our time, uh, but we never want to close without offering Christ. I mean, you know, a lot of the strategies, all of the strategies that we talked about, to put them into practice, we first have to be a sheep of the good shepherd. Right. Amen. Uh, the word says, I am, Jesus says, I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. And so the first thing we have to do in order to overcome stress, worry, anxiety, is we have to be a child of the king. We have to be adopted into the family of Christ. Um, Christ came to the earth, showed us how to live by living a sinless life, and then he willingly died on the cross to pay the price for all of our sins. Mine, yours, past, present, future. So if you haven't accepted the gift of Jesus Christ as your Savior, we just want you to do it today. He stands knocking at the door, is what the word tells us waiting for each of us to answer so if you're feeling uneasy if you're feeling uncomfortable that is christ just Mm -hmm. encouraging you to accept him as your shepherd him is your lord him is your savior him is the one that you can cast all your cares and concerns on and live a life free um, of consistent constant worry stress and anxiety so the bible says in romans 10 9 through 10 that we must declare with our mouth that jesus god's one and only son is lord And we must believe in our heart that Christ died for our sins and that God raised him from the dead. And if we do those things, we will be saved. So if you'd like to give your life to Christ, let's just pray this simple prayer. God, I declare with my mouth that Jesus Christ is Lord and believe in my heart that you raised Christ from the dead. I thank you for loving me and for saving me. And I acknowledge you, Jesus Christ, as my Lord and Savior. Amen. 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 So if you just prayed that prayer, and I pray that you did, you are saved and welcome to the family of God. You are a sheep of the good shepherd. (laughs) You are a sheep of the good shepherd. We would love to know. So send us a note to let us know on our website. It is IamAKingdomLeader.com. We just want to reach out to you to encourage you along the way. We encourage you to find a Bible teaching church, uh, a church family that will love you and you can love them back. We're excited for you um, and all that is to come as you get to know our Father, our Savior, and the Holy Spirit. So welcome, and thank you, everyone, for joining. Um, It's been great having a chance to discuss this topic. Um, We hope that you are blessed, and we're just praying peace and blessings over you until we all speak again. Thank you for joining Kingdom Leadership, and we pray you were blessed by today's discussion. You can find us next week at the same place, same time. You may also visit us online to access past episodes and submit questions for future shows by visiting IamAKingdomLeader.com. God is calling us to lead in a way that gives Him glory, attracts others, and advances His kingdom. God bless you.